0: what is up brothers and sisters welcome to the mitch gray show ah it's been a week or two i've been super super busy with other things but i'm excited today um for those of you that are watching us live or on youtube later you can see that i have someone with me on screen i'll introduce her here in a second Um, So a few things before we get started. As usual, make sure you subscribe to The Mitch Gray Show. The last name is G-R-A-Y. You can subscribe to that anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel because then you can go back and watch all the cool stuff that we put on the podcast. Um, Also, make sure you go buy a copy of the new book, The Gathering Place. You can order that book anywhere you order books, uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, wherever. Um, if you want an autographed copy, make sure you message me uh, via social media or email me, Mitch Gray Media, and I'll send you an autographed copy. That'd be cool. And the new EP is out The Stars Tell the Story. We're getting great reviews on the music, so go check that out. So, some cool stuff coming. So, on to our guest before she gets bored sitting there listening to me talk about all my stuff, because I want to talk about her stuff. Uh, brothers and sisters, I want to welcome to the show Miss Meg Dahl. Meg, welcome.
1: Hi, thank uh, you for having me.
0: Yes, you are welcome. How are you this morning?
1: I'm great. It's kind of early. It's well, like not really, but I'm great. Nine it, o'clock.
0: It's, yeah. early, it's early for me, so it is early.
1: <laughs> it's kind of early. Yeah. I always yeah. tell
0: people my brain doesn't wake up till like ten or so, and so I'm still, uh, you know, getting going. Got my coffee, got my water. It's all good.
1: Yeah, well I am definitely an early riser, but I never set an alarm because I work from home and set my own hours, so whenever I have something scheduled for nine, I'm always paranoid. So I did set an alarm, but yeah. obviously I w- woke up like way before this. Yeah. So well, you
0: did great. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I was actually the one that was late, which by the way, for me, that's kind of normal. So I apologize. But... Don't worry. Um, so, um, I, Meg, we met, um, via Instagram, how I think that's pretty much how I've met all of my guests recently, except for one, um so that's pretty interesting and the the miracle of social media is what I call it it's bringing the world together so um, if everyone wants to follow Meg on Instagram it's I am Meg doll D O L L. correct two L's yeah so make sure you follow her she is a great follow and she has so much wisdom and knowledge and information and so after uh, after Instagram stalking you for a few months I'm like Yeah. yeah 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 she needs to be on the show so super excited um so Meg let's just start um, kind of if you want to tell the listeners kind of a little bit of your story and kind of what I know you're uh, you've been in nutrition for a while um, and you had a reason for getting into nutrition and now you're kind of shifting a little bit so kind of paint that picture for us
1: yeah for sure so the reason why I actually started studying nutrition in the first place I was really inspired by a dietitian that I was working with when I was going through eating disorder recovery. So as a young girl, when I was 10 years old, I was dealing with a lot of stomach issues, which turned into mental health issues. And then I was diagnosed with anorexia. And that was at 10 years old. Luckily, with my parents' support, a team of professionals, I was able to overcome that. And I did relapse in high school when I was 15. And that's when I started working with a dietitian. And she was one of my main supporters throughout my journey. And she was the one person on my support team that really showed me that food didn't have to be scary and she taught me how to start nourishing my body and I thought it was super cool what she did for me and I wanted to do the same for someone one day. So I went to university with very big intentions of becoming a registered dietitian. And as I was moving through my undergrad studying dietetics, once I approached my fourth year, I was just like, my heart is like not in this. I, I loved learning about food and how it could support my body. But I really wanted to know more than just kind of like, diet protocols to manage symptoms and manage like dis-ease. So I went on and studied holistic nutrition and I graduated as a registered holistic nutritionist from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. And by that time I was um, blogging and I had a following online already. So it just felt very fitting to start an online private practice for nutrition coaching and really also lifestyle coaching as well because that is what someone does as a holistic nutritionist. We look at the big picture, we look at root cause but also way more than just food. Right, right. Yeah.
0: So let's back up a little bit. Um, <laughs> sure. Because I, I tend for a long, long time, gosh, I guess 20 years now, um, I do a lot of work with teenagers in a a variety of capacities, and it's always interesting. I always tell people, your childhood shapes your adulthood. And that's all the way from um, the way our families interact with us to the experiences we have or don't have. And so I find it very interesting that at 10 years old, you're dealing with all of this. what was that like as a child, emotionally, mentally?
1: Yeah, it was really difficult. And honestly, I I was just talking to my boyfriend the other night about this, how I was watching a Disney movie <laughs> that I would always watch when I was a child, and I rem- remembered, like, Feeling the things that I felt while watching that movie but I didn't really like understand yes. the storyline and what was happening right so we like take on those emotions and we can feel those feelings and I mean like I'm an empath so I feel yes. everything yes. like to just like a hundred percent so it was really interesting watching that movie and feeling those same emotions but being like whoa I didn't actually pick up on this storyline when I was a child watching this movie, and I feel like that kind of goes into my answer to your question about what was it like at 10 years old dealing with Like a mental illness such as anorexia. Um, it was really isolating. I felt super confused. I really didn't understand what was happening. I had an extreme fear of gaining weight. Um, I had, I hated my body. I was living in a lot of fear and I turned to food to, Provide myself with that safety. Yeah. Did I understand what I was doing? Absolutely not. Because at 10 years old, I didn't have access to, so this would have been like in 2001. Right. I didn't have access to the internet. Yeah. I didn't have a cell phone like most children do now, right? So I wasn't reading magazines about dieting. I had no, um, you know, knowledge on diet culture at all. Right. But there was something within me that triggered me to turn to food um, as a form of feeling safe and controlling my life and my body.
0: Yeah, it's crazy the things that we turn to for coping. Mm -hmm. And I think for everyone it's different and food does – oftentimes for many become the coping mechanism but but it can be things that we think are I mean, food by nature is healthy and we've kinda twisted it into something that isn't healthy but you know I see people at the gym and you can just tell from their energy that that's their coping mechanism or people that work 70-80 hours a week that's their coping mechanism and so I always find it kind of just just um curious about people's coping mechanisms and especially at that young of an age that's so interesting what would and I want to go to this before I forget so we may circle back to this So sure. let's say you're in the room right now with your ten-year-old self What would be the the kind of what would you say to ten-year-old Meg? I'm really curious about that
1: yeah, and that's such a great question because I've been doing a lot of inner child work over the past like eight months. I've been in a spiritual coaching course for practitioners. So now on top of my nutrition business, I'm also a spiritual coach. And we do a lot of self-forgiveness, self-love mindset type of work. And a lot of it has to do with inner child work. So I have gone back to... 10-year-old Meg before and a lot of it was learning that she is so much more than her body. Uh, yes. Right?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that, God, we could stop the show there and it would be miraculous, <laughs> right? Because that's the message that we want to give people. Um, so I kind of want to pause for a second and and let anyone that's listening right now, and I do this often in my show, Anyone that's listening right now, if you're in that moment of feeling like you're not enough, or maybe you're a parent raising children, that that you're having that struggle with that kid that, man, they just feel like they're not enough, it's A, it's okay. Like, those feelings and those hardships are a little bit of being human, like it's human nature. But B, you are exactly enough. Like nothing more nothing less for this moment and i think people sometimes confuse being enough with settling but what i've learned is it's okay to be enough for this moment and then allow that um motivation to say you know what i'm i am enough i'm going to grow and become more mature and wiser and and you know with age and time and experience you just grow But it's okay to be here and to be right now and that's such a rescuing feeling you know what i mean where you finally can discover yeah i'm i am enough and that's perfectly okay and i think we talked about this before the show in our society now it is so body image conscious right like so body image conscious okay Thank you for sharing that story that I I knew there would be power there. And so that's beautiful. So let's uh, bring back the full circle to where you are now. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know from your Instagram, you're starting to shift your focus a little bit. And you've alluded to that. So what's happening now?
1: Yeah. So basically, my year, 2019, is all about taking up space. So my...
0: Stop there. <laughs> uh define that. I love that, but define it. Okay. Define it. Take it well, space. I
1: okay, I loved it so much that I literally got it tattooed on my arm. <laughs>
0: oh nice. Hold that up so, again for our viewers. Okay. That's an awesome placement for a tattoo, by the way. Thanks. And your I other love tattoo it. was the first tattoo you ever got, wasn't it? Yes. And that yeah. means a lot to you as well, I know. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it does. So this um is my brand new one. I got it just last month. Um, And it says, make space for who you are becoming. Mm -hmm. And that I can also bring back to my 10-year-old self and all of these different phases of my life where either my body was changing and physically taking up more space, or if I was, you know, figuratively taking up more space like as a being because I had bigger goals and bigger dreams. And I feel like at all those phases in my life, I always had like this knee jerk reaction to hold myself back and kind of like fit this mold and shrink myself a little bit and just play safe. Because the same like we know how that feels so it's so easy for us to just be like well we know how this feels it feels okay we're just going to stay here but as we grow as we expand as we take up space that's like unfamiliar territory for us so we don't necessarily know how that's going to feel for us and yeah like I said I just needed that daily reminder that you know like to make space um for whom I am becoming because like I said I literally have this just innate reaction to hold back like the moment I start taking up more space it's like ooh let's like hold it back a little bit so my previous instagram handle just like up until last week was meg the rhn and that served me very well for a very long time as i said i have been this registered holistic nutritionist um ever since i launched my private practice and i just have bigger dreams and goals and visions for myself now. And I know that I am so much more than just a nutritionist. So I figured I would change my Instagram handle to I am Meg Doll and kind of start shifting um the type of people that I'm welcoming into my business and who I am helping.
0: I love that idea of taking up space that it's, um, I I teach a lot on this idea of the power of permission and the greatest person you have to give permission to is yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's almost what you're, you're, you're packaging it a little different. I love that idea that I'm, you know, it's almost like we're okay with where we are and we're comfortable and we can get in a routine and we can do the same things. And we know the space we're walking in right now. But then there comes that moment where it's like, okay, do I want to live a deeper life? Like, do I really want to swim in the deep waters? Because if I do, that becomes very challenging and it takes courage. And so I love that concept of taking up more space. Um, Back in my past, uh, there was an idea of expanding your territory that was taught a lot from the background I come from. And it's kind of the same idea, it's like, okay, especially if we're living with positivity and with light and with love, Um, we should imagine a place that we were all taking up more space with those things.
1: Exactly. And then we start
0: connecting more. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, good job getting that tattooed on your arm, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It's great to have these reminders. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) so you're shifting a little bit from um, the – food idea. I'm sure you're still going to do some nutrition education would be my guess because it's so much in your DNA it sounds like.
1: Right. It is part of my story and it's funny like we're obviously doing kind of a rebrand so currently my website is still com, but there is a new exciting website coming. And I feel like I mean, I could talk about myself forever. <laughs> and I have my own podcast. I'm a guest on podcast. So thank you for having me on. Yes. But I feel like when it actually comes to sitting down and like typing things on your website. It's like I just I freeze and I don't know what to write. I'm right there
0: with you. I am right there with you. I suck at building websites.
1: <laughs> it's, it's horrible. Yeah, like my boyfriend, he's a website designer. So he has like all the design, but when it comes to like copy, yeah. I'm just a frozen block. So I hired one of my best friends to, she's she writes copy for websites. So I was like, Kate, let's sit down. Let's actually do this. So we had a discovery session yesterday and we were really trying to get clear on how is this nutrition thing going to fit in? What's that going to look like with my bigger vision? Because like I said, and like you said, that's always going to be a part of me. Where I feel right now, it's not like the story that I tell anymore. Um, Because for so long, it's like I've been a nutritionist that specializes in eating disorder recovery, because I understand those type of people. You know, I understand that path and that journey and what they need. Um, so now I, like I said, I'm very into bigger picture thinking, and really um, mindset growth, um, and that inner transformation. But I do want to still support and love that group of people that still need me, because this is how I explained it to my friend yesterday, is in order to be able to start thinking bigger and move on from food, because so many people are so fixated on food.
0: Yes, yes.
1: When, the, like, the thing that allows us to move on is truly nourishing our body. Right. You know, if your body is undernourished, you're always going to be fixating on food because your body wants food. Yes, yes. So, I have a program, It's a 21-day do-it-yourself program called Friends with Food. And a lot of women have been going through this program and really healing and transforming their relationships with food on their own time with me supporting them in a private Facebook group. And so I feel like that's the component that I can offer um, to people in a group group program type setting um and then i also have my podcast and on my podcast i share a lot of my personal journey and also interview others on theirs we talk a lot about recovery from everything you know perfectionism and exercise addiction but also eating disorders so i feel like it's always going to be kind of um woven into my story, but, um, much less focused on actual one-on-one nutrition coaching, because like I said, I'm ready to move on from that.
0: Right. Yeah. It sounds like you're kind of shifting into more of a support role Mm -hmm. rather than so much of an educator. And, and that's a great place to be, you know, supporting others in their journey. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love, that idea of it's time to move into something else. I'm still gonna be here to support you. And I've gone through that a few times too, where I've even gone through the whole transition where my message changed a little bit because my perspective changed. And so sometimes that transition's very, very interesting. Um, you said something that I find intriguing, and that was you were talking about, you know, kind of learning the perspective of food and the role of food in the body and um, I, I like to I like to always think about the approach and give the approach that nothing is separate. And I think we mess up because we start segregating things. For instance, we think of nutrition over here and spiritual growth over here and mental growth over here and emotional growth and then we you know, physically we think and we have like these five or six different components and it's like, No, no, no. Those are all one and the same. And oftentimes and I find this with food, oftentimes that is just a manifestation of something deeper that's happening. And so it feels like we often misdiagnose what's happening and not really dealing with the issue at hand.
1: Oh, for sure. And that is the juicy stuff that I'm ready to start getting into with the people that I work with right. is what's actually at the root of this? Like, are you holding on to beliefs that you didn't even know you were holding on to? Because as we even mentioned at the beginning of this show, you know, what we go through as a child that really forms who we are now, and it's not like it forms our likes, dislikes, that sort of thing, but we accumulate these beliefs over our lifetime, and sometimes we don't even realize we're holding on to them.
0: Right. Yes, often and oftentimes we're learning those beliefs subconsciously.
1: Yes, exactly. And,
0: and then we never deal with that, and it's like it's dictating and and guiding. It's like it's like the subconscious learning becomes the navigation system of our lives. And at some point, we get to a point where like what the, like what is happening right now? <laughs> I know you have to dig into that. So oh, that's beautiful. Yes,
1: like it's huge. It's huge stuff. And so I've been doing that within my own life for the past four years, I would say. And then I was like, okay, I need to learn how to take this into my practice and show people how to do the same deep inner work that I've been doing. So I did create a program called Unbreakable Babe where we focus on self-awareness, inner dialogue, thoughts, mm-hmm. t- like self-talk, um, and then we move into self-compassion, self-acceptance, how to actually take care of yourself, like what that looks like above and beyond a bubble bath or, you know, like those <laughs> those self-care practices yes. that everyone kind of glorifies. And I mean, yeah, taking a... Bath is a great self-care practice, but there's so much more above and beyond that. Yes. Um, so we really get into what that actually is. Yeah. And then um, on top of that, in September, I started a spiritual coaching course for practitioners, as I mentioned. And that really um, opened my eyes to a practice of self-forgiveness. So I'm not sure if you've ever included self forgiveness into your journey, but it's so much more than what it sounds like like forgiving yourself right it's it's going back to what you decided about yourself at certain times in your life or what beliefs you um, like subconsciously took on without even knowing it
0: yeah we I think because of um, at least in in America, in most modern culture, I would say. I think because of the uh, high Christian influence um, in a lot of modern societies, I, I think we view forgiveness as something given and taken and not work that is to be done. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It's like, it's like, okay, I forgive myself. And then we move on, but we never dealt with what we're doing. And we do that, Mm -hmm. we do that out, you know, we project that on others too. You know, Meg, I forgive you for whatever, but we never really sit with the whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, so the way I learned about it over the past eight months is, so for an example, you know, I would always kind of go back. Okay. What were, those major turning points in my life. And as I shared with you, it would have been when I was 10 and 15 years old when I developed an eating disorder. And I was like, okay, I, I really don't hold a grudge against myself for having an eating disorder. I don't judge myself for it. So I was like, I don't really understand because I don't feel like I have to forgive myself for that. Right. But what I coach people through is okay at these turning points in your life like right when that was actually happening probably before just like moments before you decided something about yes, yourself yes, 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 and forgiveness is placing that loving within your life that you didn't give yourself in that moment
0: right yes you know? Yes. That, that is powerful. Um, I, I think the fear for many, and, and it did for me when I was walking through those things is reliving that.
1: Yeah. You know, it's because hard. It is. Because, hard. And you're, and you're
0: oftentimes you're reliving the worst moments of your life, whether it was self-harm or mental self-harm or, you know, you're just, you're, you're having to go back and part of coping and Um, growing is a little bit of defense, like, okay, I'm just going to go from that because I don't know what to do with it right now. (laughs) So then to go back into that, um, there's this idea um, in in the Buddhist teachings of in meditation of just sitting with yourself. And that is, I've done, I've experienced that before. And it is the single most vulnerable thing I've ever done in my life. Mm -hmm. Just sitting with all of those emotions and feelings and celebrations and mistakes and then going, okay, they are like they exist and they are. And now I need to acknowledge those. And I think that's where we miss it. We don't acknowledge it. Yeah. We don't acknowledge it. And the miracle and the healing comes in saying, yeah, 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 that's there. And I acknowledge it and I accept it and I'm okay with that. Because it's made me who I am. And so yes, that to go back I love what you said, to go back and put love into that moment.
1: That's what self-forgiveness yes. is. Yes. It's loving. Yes. That's what it is. Like it's the it's the name for the action, mm-hmm. basically, of loving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and there's this idea, I always tell people that you can't no matter what your belief system is, you can't love anyone else until you love yourself. Right. And you can't forgive anyone else until you can forgive yourself and you can't heal anyone else until you've allowed yourself to be healed or, you know, worked on the healing process yourself. Yes. And I think we forget that, you know, and I, and I know in my life, even still, um, there's moments that we're just living life and we're so busy and we're doing all this stuff and we forget that we have to take time to heal and forgive and love and invest in self. Then I can invest in others.
1: Hmm. Well, with my business, I show others how to take care of themselves in a natural way, right? Yeah. So if I'm not taking care of myself, how am I ever going to show other people right. how to take care of themselves? So you really have to be that leader yes. that the people that you want to attract within your life need to see and learn from. Yeah.
0: Ooh, lead yourself. Ooh, that's good. good. That's a great concept. <laughs>
1: yeah, lots of good I love nuggets that. In here. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um, so Meg, um, first of all, I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm going to step away for a second and plug in my computer because I obviously didn't have enough charge, <laughs> so we don't get totally cut off. But the question I have for you is, if um, if you had, um, I just want you to visit for a minute about uh, for the listener that is really struggling. Um, I just feel like through this show, we're going to have somebody listening that's really struggling with some of the ideas we've shared, Um, whether it's kind of um, self-concepts or self-awareness. What are a couple of things you would tell that listener right now? Um, Yeah, just share that for a second.
1: Okay, so I honestly believe that it all begins with self-awareness. First of all, it all begins with us. So that is one of my most quotable quotes, I guess, that I say over and over again is, it starts with you. Um, This journey starts with you. I feel like Media is constantly telling us that this journey and that destination we want to be at or arrive at, media is telling us that it starts with how our body looks or it's telling us that it starts with what food we eat or what diet we follow or, you know, so on and so on. It's always external things. So I would love for our listeners to realize that it's nothing external. It starts with them. It starts with you. So that's what this journey is um, all about. And that's really why I created my program Unbreakable Babe. If you haven't noticed, all of the things that I mentioned, self-awareness, self-talk, self-acceptance, self-compassion, it all is, like, begins with self because it's a self- journey. It's an inner journey. And then the next thing would be self-awareness. So if, and I don't think, again, a lot of people understand what self-awareness actually is, but um, when I talk about self-awareness, it's almost like a living meditation in a sense. So I don't want to like scare people off because I think a lot of people are very intimidated by meditating or they're just like oh that's not for me so they're gonna stop listening but no self-awareness is honestly being in that state of separating yourself from all that's going on within your mind and just like seeing it for what it is so a personal example all throughout my life I've really struggled with body image Mm -hmm. and looking in the mirror and like having that instant thought, like negative thought about myself. Mm -hmm. And without self-awareness, we take that instant thought about ourselves, we absorb it and we think that we thought it, right? We think like, oh, that's what I think about myself. Yes,
0: yes. That That becomes the truth.
1: That becomes a truth. It becomes what you believe. Exactly. You get it.
0: Right. Right.
1: So with self-awareness, it's like, oh, okay, I had this thought. But there's that space between ourselves and that thought. And we're able to see that thought as just a thought. And it's not our truth. It's not what we believe. And it's something that we can literally just see and be like, hmm, okay. Like, I had that thought, but now I'm moving on, Yeah. right?
0: Yeah, there's this idea I learned a few years ago because I, I think, I don't care how successful anyone is, whatever success means, um, every, yeah. everyone within humanity has these moments of um, self-doubt, um, self-criticism. Uh, you know, there's, there's the voices in everyone's head, right? That's like, you can't do that. You're not skinny enough. You're not pretty enough. You don't work hard enough. There's all these voices. And I learned something a few years ago that really um, really empowered me to start learning to um, fully accept myself. And that something that I learned was this. So let's just, let's just uh, take what you were talking about, looking in the mirror, and you see something. And the first voice that comes out says, you're not skinny enough. The idea is, okay, that thought is there. That thought exists. What can that thought teach me? And so then all of a sudden, by by learning from that thought, we're actually taking power over that thought. And we're able to take inventory of what's happening and go, no, 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 that's a thought, but it doesn't mean it's true. Mm -hmm. And what I'm going to learn from that thought is I am perfectly okay with where I am in this moment right now. And the more it's like, it's almost like building. I I tell people it's like building a house. The more bricks that you lay on top of each other, the stronger the house gets. If you lay them properly, (laughs) if you don't lay them properly, it doesn't. But, but it's just like laying bricks and day after day, if we lay more bricks, moment after moment, if we lay more bricks, our foundation becomes stronger. And then before we know it, those little thoughts, the thoughts I don't think ever disappear. No, absolutely not. Our ability to navigate those thoughts. And actually, when we start learning from them, the idea that I had was um, one one kind of internal critical thought I've always had my whole life is fear. And actually, interestingly enough, it's not fear of death or fear of failure. It's actually fear of success. Like, Mm. what's going to happen if actually all these dreams in my head come true? What then? And so – What I learned over the years is that caused me to self-sabotage moments of opportunity. And as I walked through this idea of allowing fear to teach me something, it was this thought of, hello, fear, what are you going to teach me today? And that becomes such an empowering thing when you no longer run from it and you no longer push it down, but instead you acknowledge it. And go, yeah, 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 I see you. Like, we've played this game before (laughs) and you're not going to win. Oh, that's so amazing.
1: So good. And I love that you brought up the fact that when we see our thoughts for what they are and give ourselves, like, a opportunity to actually learn from them, um, how that gives us power, essentially. Because yesterday, like, this is the stuff I'm all about, is... (laughs) you know, those techniques of like awareness and really understanding what's going on in your mind. And when I was chatting with my friend yesterday about like what it is that like my ultimate goal for people is literally like giving them their power back. Yes,
0: yes, 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 yes.
1: And so I love that that worked its way into this conversation without me even really saying anything (laughs) by you saying that. But that's exactly what it is, because when we believe those thoughts, we're giving our power to those thoughts. Yes. But when we can see them for what they are, which is thoughts, Mm -hmm. and when we can learn from them, that really gives us our power back, 100%.
0: Yeah, I think our greatest superpower is to learn from ourselves. And when we learn from ourselves, um, we are our own greatest teacher. If we will listen to ourselves and learn from ourselves. Um, And once we learn to be a student of what's happening, then it changes the game. Like, like, like then, you know, my my biggest thing in life to this point was dealing with depression. And I dealt with depression for quite a few years. And I told someone yesterday, I was like, you know, there's still those days that um, depression will probably always be with me. I'm very grateful for that. Because what that has taught me is to be more self-aware and self-conscious. And I'm okay <laughs> with having a teacher with me that can teach me to become a better person. But I think what we do is we're, we're often so clinically driven that we think we have to eradicate something that could actually yes, a
1: mm-hmm. It's like... I mean, so you're talking about depression, and a lot of the women that come into my life ask me about anxiety, and that's something that I've struggled with, too, both anxiety and depression, so I totally get it, but I love what you said about we're, like, so prone to eradicate kind of the issue or put the fire out it's like no 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 this isn't how i want to feel it's not how i should feel like this is bad and so another thing that i'm super into is seeing that like no emotions are bad and they're right. all neutral yes. because imagine if imagine if you felt anxiety or depression and instead of being like oh no like here's this feeling again, I hate feeling like this, and you get so caught up in feeling like that, what if you just like thought about it as, again, like how we see our thoughts, like oh, that's a thought, and instead of getting all wound up in what type of emotion this is, and seeing it, oh, okay, like I'm feeling this way, yeah. how can I care for myself now? Yes,
0: it becomes, right? it becomes the teacher. It becomes yes, the teacher. Exactly. Exactly. But becoming the student is something that is very, it is scary. And I tell people that all the time. And, I, I, you know, people will say, well, that's scary. I'm like, yes, it should be. Because you're doing the best work that exists. Like the best work that exists is walking yeah. around in your own soul and spirit and mind and emotion and getting to know those. Yes, that is scary. And it should yeah. be scary, but it's okay. And it's
1: hard, very right? Hard. Yeah. Yeah. So this is why I'm like so into... Just moving beyond the plate and getting into (laughs) this deep stuff. So it's hard. And I feel like that's why a lot of people don't do it and they turn to diets and they're just like, tell me what to eat. I'll just eat it. And I always tell like clients or people that are come into my life that eating more kale or putting like an extra handful of blueberries on your plate like that's easy that's like freaking easy right (laughs) but like going back to your ten-year-old self and sitting with her and asking her like okay what did you actually decide in that moment about yourself that has been like carried on with you for these last 17 years Yeah. Yeah. right like what is that sitting with that that's not easy
0: no it's
1: hard it's really hard
0: but, but, the, but that's where the power it's is it's
1: the best yeah. it's the best thing yeah. yeah
0: that's where the power that what i always tell people is that's where the miracle is yeah the the miracle isn't on the the trivial and and even though food is fuel it's still a, a trivial thing because the real work is done inwardly yeah. but but that's where the miracle is like the mir- I, I always say the miracle is already within us Like everything Mm -hmm. we need is already within us. It's just a matter of unearthing what lies within. And so that's the hard work. That's the really hard work. Oh, that is so beautiful. So, so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So good. I love it. Um, By the way, thank you for carrying the show for those that are watching because I had to plug in my computer. It was about to die. Oh, okay. we would have lost all that magic. And so I'm glad. (laughs) I'm glad we
1: we didn't lose it because this convo has been awesome.
0: (laughs) Yes. Um, So, Meg, I know you have a few different, you've you've mentioned a few different um, businesses and efforts that you have. Um, I always want to give people a chance to promote their work, um, not just from a business standpoint, but like I told you before the show, I try and align myself with people that are doing the good work. Um, And even though people don't like to hear it sometimes, that does have a business end to it. Um, And so we want to give people the opportunity. So why don't you share a little bit about... um, You've mentioned a few different things, a Facebook group, and some new things that you're starting. I also think um, uh, you do some essential oils stuff. Yeah. so yeah. Why, why don't you go into that a little bit and just let people know the services that you you can support with?
1: For sure. Yeah. So I'm definitely moving from doing like one-on-one coaching to more group-based programs, and just again taking up more space, larger thinking type of thing. So if you are trying to work through food issues, I do have a 21-day program. It's do-it-yourself. Um, you do have access to that private Facebook group. $21 for 21 days. And it's called Friends with Food. So you can go to meg.rhn.com slash friends with food.
0: Okay. And
1: you can read more about it there. And I also have a Unbreakable Babe Group Coaching Program, which is like a small group coaching program. Enrollment is actually open right now, and we have one spot left. And I'm not just saying we have one spot left, but we like we legit do. have one
0: spot. Left. <laughs> it's not a self tactic. You actually no,
1: have one spot. <laughs> no. I'm accepting five women for this group, and. We have one spot left. So, um, for more information on that, it's com slash unbreakable babe. And it's a six week group coaching program, small group, like I mentioned, and actually essential oils are part of that. So with enrollment, you get 10 essential oils, a diffuser, and then six weeks of coaching with me. And we go from, we start with self-awareness and we work all the way through to self-forgiveness. So it's basically everything we talked about today <laughs> in a group and you get you know, my personalized coaching there. And I also have a business called Nourished and Free. It's a global community of individuals, both men and women, that are into what you and I are into is like higher level thinking, um, taking care of ourselves in a natural way, whether that be mentally, emotionally, physically. And we just know that we're worthy and deserving of taking care of ourselves. And like taking care of ourselves is an opportunity that we get. And I love something that you said in this show. It's like, taking care of ourselves and being able to like sit with ourselves like that's one of the greatest blessings that we have or the greatest opportunities that we have so because of what I've been through in the past with really neglecting how I take care of myself and um just you know being in really dark places in my life I am devoting my work today to showing others how to actually get excited about taking care of themselves in a good way. And I feel like when we use these natural tools and some of them being essential oils, but also other practices that are, you know, holistic, the mindset work, things like that, when we use those and take care of ourselves, like, that's when like that self-love like just all it all comes together similar to what you said before is they're not all separate things right it all comes together and so that's what I'm super passionate about doing in my community so that community is called Nourished and Free and um, that's where my heart is um, very big yeah
0: isn't it interesting that, that at some point in time we came to the conclusion that it's a bad thing to take care of ourselves? Like you you, <laughs> you use the phrase, I like to get people excited about it, and the thought just hit me I don't know very many people that are actually pumped about taking care of themselves. Like does that mention like like you hear people say oh I'm going to you know uh, Mexico or wherever on vacation and they're all excited it's all they talk about for two weeks but no one ever says I spent 30 minutes meditating this morning and it was so healing and amazing like you don't hear the, that dialogue happening and I'm like that's kind of messed up when you think about it or
1: it being like an everyday thing <laughs> yes. right yeah so kind of what I referred to earlier in the show is like hashtag hashtag self care Sunday and it's like taking care of yourself is not just reserved for Sundays like it should literally be an everyday thing
0: forever
1: yes and I want to show people how to do that
0: yeah and it's very counterculture in modernity in other words we get up we go to work we might eat lunch we go home we eat supper, we get up, we go to work, like, it's very counterculture. And um, recently, I have struggled, I've made some changes in my life um, for various reasons. And I've kind of fallen back into those struggles of you know, last week I only went to the gym once and the gym for me is very therapeutic, not just physically, but mentally, because my brain, yeah. my brain races a hundred miles an hour all the time. I'm an idealist. I feel like but...
1: we're very similar. Yeah. And so yeah. the gym <laughs> to me,
0: I don't have to think like I can just go in the gym and do something. And last week I went once and it was such a trying week. And so, um, it's very easy to get caught up in the other stuff that in the end, doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like 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 in the end all the other stuff that we normally get so stressed out about it, it doesn't matter. In 25 years we're not going to remember that. In 25 years what we're going to remember is how we did or didn't take care of ourselves. And th- I think we just it's very counterculture unfortunately. I was going to say a while ago I I'm old enough to remember not having a cell phone. And, yeah. and my family not having a cell phone, we didn't, we didn't even have a computer when I was growing up. Like they weren't really okay. out and, and accessible, you know? Yeah. And sometimes I play this trick with my mind to go, okay, I want to take myself back to the pre cell phone, <laughs> to the pre cell phone, Mitch, because I had much less noise in my life. <laughs> right. But I know we have to think about those things. That's a part of self-care. And, um, mm. yeah, we're living in a very interesting time. A ver- I think it's a courageous time is what I think it is. A very yeah. courageous time.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. But, yeah, I love how there's so many similarities between us and... Yeah, you just, you're definitely picking up what I'm saying, for sure. Yes,
0: yes. No, I Yeah, I
1: think we should definitely continue this conversation, um, but kind of reverse roles on my podcast.
0: Would love to. I would love that. I would love to, yeah. Um, any last thoughts you want to give our listeners?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, basically, <laughs> re-listen to this episode. I think there's so many good nuggets in yeah. here, right? Yeah, so if you're, um, if you're
0: listening yeah. and driving, listen to it again when you're not driving so you can get a pen and paper and take notes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and maybe, maybe one practice for everyone yes. is like go back to a time in their life mm-hmm. where something changed. So, um, you know, there was like a major pivot that maybe um, wasn't so good, good, right? Like a hard situation, we'll call it. Um, I don't want to call it like trauma, but a hard yeah. situation in your life. Um, go back to that version of yourself and sit with that yeah. version of yourself and see what they need.
0: Without criticism. Yeah. But instead with okayness. Yeah, um, and like that. openness. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like just listen. That. Yes. Learn, learn. Become the teacher and the student. Yeah. Yeah. Become the teacher and student.
1: Yeah, like allow that version of yourself to be the teacher for once, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's the miracle. Yeah. Meg, this has been amazing. Amazing. It's been great. Yeah. So um I also want to say to our listeners, first of all, um give us your website again.
1: Okay. So it will be changing within like We'll say like a month or two. Okay. Um, but currently, it is megtherhn.com.
0: Okay, megtherhn.com. It sounds yeah. like most of your resources can be found there. So yeah. that's perfect. 100%. Okay. Yeah, 100%. So, brothers and sisters, if you're interested at all in any of the resources that Meg gave us, go to megtherhn.com. Also, follow her on Instagram. Um, I am Meg Dahl. I got that right?
1: Yeah, yes. you got
0: it right. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> and where can they find you on Facebook?
1: On Facebook, honestly, I basically post my personal account. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, my, my real name is Megan Doll, okay. Um, spelled with an H, okay. like yep. Megan Markle now. I can say that because everyone speaks like <laughs> with an H. But now yeah. that, you know, Megan Markle is a thing that people know how to spell Megan now. Right, finally. It's the right
0: way to spell it. <laughs> right. Okay, so find her on Facebook if you're so inclined, um, Megan Doll, and she has one spot left for her um, yeah. program that's starting, so if you want to be the last one, go get it. Um, Unfortunately, for the guys, this is for women. Uh, meg is all-inclusive when it comes to humanity, but for this program, is specifically this for women. Program. Yeah, that's yeah. just the disclaimer. We're not excluding anyone. Maybe we'll create yeah. a program for men to balance hey, that out. That's a good I idea. I
1: am down. We yeah. Talk. Yeah, we should talk. Who knows? Maybe you and I will create something. <laughs> yeah, I would love that.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um, so follow Meg on Instagram. I am Meg Doll. Go check out her website, uh, Megtherhn.com, Check out her resources. Um, Also, if you're into um, essential oils or want to learn more about those, I'm sure you can email Meg on her website or uh, um, direct message her on Instagram, and she would probably be able to give you some advice on essential oils. I'm sure she could even um, sell you some essential oils or get you connected (laughs) in that realm. So um, I, I just know a lot of people use those, and they are definitely a blessing. So um, yeah, brothers and sisters, make sure you subscribe to The Mitch Grace Show if you're watching this via um, Facebook or YouTube. And that way, as soon as we bring out an episode, um, you'll be notified and it'll automatically download to your subscription. So make sure you do that to, to get, have an easier access to that. Go buy the new book, The Gathering Place. I'm very proud of it. We're getting great reviews for it. So I'd love for you to check it out. And um, I think that's all I have. So brothers and sisters, may you have courage. And may you have the peace that passes all understanding and that may you learn to be the teacher and the student. No matter what you're going through right now, if you need some support or help, please contact Meg or I. That's what we are in the business of is helping humanity become its best self. So thank you for listening, brothers and sisters. May you have a great day. Meg, if you'll hang on, I'm going to end the show. We'll talk for a second.